Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos Yud Zayin. However, starting Tes Zayin on the base, two lines from the bottom. The Gemara says, "Ve'idach Mai." What is another one of those eighteen takanas that were mentioned on that day? The Gemara says that none. We have a Mishnah that tells us halacha regarding Thomas Oil Hames. We know that a person or object can become Tameh Mace either by touching the Mace or by being positioned directly over or directly underneath the mace, or by Thomas Oil HaMace, if they're under the same roof as the mace, so if they're in the same house as the mace, so therefore they're under the same roof, or if they're underneath the same object, which is roofing over them and the mace. For example, you have a board, and underneath the board on one end is the mace, underneath the board on the other end is a person or an object, that board conveys the toma by way of oil hames, roof of the mace. The Gemara brings a quote to Mishnah, Titnan, Kalmatalton Mavinas Atoma, all movable objects can convey toma but Eviha Mardea. Even if they're just the thickness of a Mardea, a Mardea is a goad, a long pointy stick that was used to prod the cattle along. Now we know that Midai Raisa, the only way that oil can convey toma is if it is a tafach thick. However, the takana that was made on that day is even if it's the thickness of a mardea, which is not a tafach thick, however, it does have a tafach circumference, it will also convey Thomas Ayel Hames. Am Reb Tarfin, Reb Tarfin says, Akapeach has I shall cut off my son. Shizu halacha mekupachas. This is a cut off halacha, meaning this is a mistaken halacha. Shishama Hashemia the person that heard this halacha in the base Medrash, he repeated it over in a mistaken fashion. The real halacha was as follows. The farmer is going along the way and he's holding his mardea on his shoulder. And one end of this mardea roofed over a kever. So it makes this farmer tame because his keli was over the mace. Says Reb Tarfan. The real halacha was is that his mardea becomes tame because it's directly over the kever, and he becomes tame not because of oil hames, but because he's touching. His Mardea, but not because of oil hames. But Amr Abakiva, Abakiva says, no. I'm going to mend this halacha so that the original halacha that was mentioned will stay strong. All movable objects will convey on the person that's carrying them by the Amardea, if they're the thickness of Amardea, I won't explain the reason for the Takan in a minute. And this object itself that was over the kever is Bechal Shehin. Even if it's the smallest object, it will become Tameh because it's directly over the kever. And in order to convey Tameh to a person or an object that's not touching it is by by Seach Tafach, is it has to be at least a Tafach wide. And from Raviyana, Raviyana explains, this Mardea that we're talking about, in Ba'aviv Tafach, its thickness is not a Tafach, but the circumference is a Tafach. And the Gzair was, um, on its circumference because of its thickness. The reason for this gazer is as follows. This farmer is walking holding his mardas. His mardas roofs over the mace. Now if we're going to say that he's Tameh simply for touching it and therefore he's only a Risha on the Tama, so then this fellow is going to make the following mistaken calculation. He's going to say, hey, my mardas that I was carrying was an oil over the mace, and it was also an oil over me, and I only became a Rishon on the Tumma. That means any time that I, in the same roo- under the same roof as a mace, I only become a Rishon on the Tumma and not a real Avatama. Now, the reason why that's a mistake is because the reason why this farmer would become Tame only Rishon on the Tumma is because he's touching it, and the Mardaya itself is less than a Tafach thick. However, in order to prevent this mistake from happening, we say if we have something that's a thickness of a merdea, which means it's a, the circumference of a tafach, we're going to be nigzar so that a person doesn't mistake a circumference 
and the width of a tafach. As the Gemara learned, Tarfin, according to Tarfin, the Amar Kapechas Benisha Halachazum Kupachas, that this is a mistake in Halacha, Batsuluhu, so now we're missing one of the 18 Takanas. Amar of Nachem Bariyatzak, Nachem Bariyatzak says, Afbanais Kusim Nidais Marisasim Babiyam Gazru, even the Benais Kusim Halacha that we had mentioned at the end of yesterday's daf was Nigzar on that day. Ubeidach, and the other Takana, Svir Lake Rav Meir, he holds like Rav Meir. The reason why we brought the halacha of Benais Kusim yesterday was because Rav Meir and Rav Yesi disagreed as of to what one of the 18 Gezeros were. And since Rav Yesi disagreed with Rav Meir, so Rav Yesi says, you know what? The, the other takana that was mentioned is Benais Kusim. So in that machlekes, Rav Meir, Rav Yesi, Rav Tarfin holds like Rav Meir. So everything works out. Says the Gemara Ve'idach, what is another one of those takanas? This is number 12. Habayitzer legas, someone that harvests grapes in order to press them into wine. It doesn't have to be just to press them into wine. It could also be that he wants to eat them. However, most of the grapes back in the day were harvested for winemaking. Shama Emir Shama says, Hokshar, that they, any liquid that comes out of the grape now will be machshar lekabotoma. Hill Emir, he says, Loi Hokshar. It's not Hokshar lekabotoma because he doesn't want this liquid to be squeezed out of the grape. It's considered Loi Lerotzain that he's not willing, he does not want for this liquid to touch his grape. Why is it that I have to be careful to harvest my grapes when I'm tahar? And but when I harvest my olives, that's masika, that doesn't have to be done bitara. What's the difference between them? Shammai told Hill, if you provoke me, then I will say that even when someone harvests olives, he has to be careful to make sure that he is tahar. They stuck a sword in the base Medjish to indicate that they're about to take a vote about the halacha. Amru, they said, if someone wants to come in, they may. Someone that wants to leave is not allowed to. On that day, Hill was submissive, sitting in front of Shammai, like one of the Talmidim. It was difficult for the Jews at that time, like the time of the Egel Hazav, because Hillel was a Nasi, and they weren't treating him with respect. The Gazer Shammai of Hillel, and Shammai and Hillel were Gazer. But the people did not accept this Gazer from them. But then their Talmidim came along, Gazer, and they established the same Gazer, and Allah was accepted from them. But now the Gemara says, My time, why is it that someone who harvests grapes and some liquid gets squeezed out of it, it's going to be machshir. Why should I make such a takana? Maybe he's going to harvest them in tamay baskets, and then the following is going to happen. We know that in order for food stuff to be makabal toma, it needs to have hechshir, a liquid needs to touch it, and only when the liquid touches it willingly, then when toma touches it, it can be matame. However, if there's a tamay liquid that touches this food stuff, even though the tamay liquid touch the foodstuff unwillingly, it does two things simultaneously. Not only is it machshir the food, it also is metame, it makes it tame at the same time. So we're afraid that a person is going to harvest his grapes with tame baskets. Now, whatever liquid comes out of the grape, even though that I don't want to be machshir my grape, however, now it touches the tame basket, that liquid becomes tame, and then touches the grape, and then it's going to be metame my grape, and I'm not going to know this, because I'm going to say, hey, I don't want this liquid anyway. So we're afraid of that, so we make the takana. The Gemara asks, hold on, that's good only according to the Mandamar that a Tame vessel is able to render liquids significant even though it's against my will. That a Tame vessel is not able to render this liquid significant against my will. Since I don't want this liquid, so I don't care if the basket's Tame. It's not going to be Metame and Machshir my grapes. So 
Ziri says you're right. El Amr Ziri Amr Chanina. There's a different reason for the Takana. He's gonna harvest his grapes in pitched baskets. When a basket is lined with pitch, it makes it waterproof. And by harvesting in waterproof baskets, you're showing that you don't want a drop of the liquid to go to waste. So now you're showing that you want this liquid. And then this liquid is gonna be machshir your grapes. And it might be metamiyat at the same time. And we're afraid of a person getting confused. So we say, any liquid that comes out of a grape during harvest is going to be machshut lekabotama. Rav Amar he has a different understanding of gzera. Gzera mishum hanoshchais is because of the grapes that are biting each other. Meaning, you pick a cluster of grapes and you have a whole bunch of grapes that are clumped together, and you must separate them. So it is inevitable that some liquid will be squeezed out of that grape. That liquid is considered willing because you know that you need to separate the grape and that there is liquid that will come out. Therefore, that is going to be machshut lekabotama, and so therefore we say just. Any liquid that comes out is going to be machshed the grape. Rav Nachman Amar Rabbi Baravua says a different reason. A person is going to sometimes walk into his vineyard to see whether or not his grapes have reached ripeness enough to harvest them. So he's going to take a cluster of grapes to squeeze it to see if they're ready. And he's going to sprinkle some of this grape juice onto other grapes that are there. And when he harvests the grapes later, there's still some sort of liquid on the grapes from when he had originally squeezed the grapes on them. And then the moment he picks the grape and it has some liquid on it, it's machshir lekabotama. And that liquid that's on it was willing because he himself had squeezed it onto the grapes. And so we're afraid of this situation happening and the fellow's going to forget that he had squeezed the, the liquid on it. Therefore, we say any liquid that comes out of grapes whilst Harvesting is going to be considered it to be machshir lekabel toma. Kedius the Gemara of Idach, and what's another one of the Takanas? This is number thirteen. Amr Tavi Rishba, Amr Shmuel. Tavi the trapper said in the name of Shmuel, Af Gedule Truma, Truma by Bam Gazu. Even Gedule Truma, the growth of Truma is going to have the same status as Truma. Someone takes Truma and plants it. That which come out is going to be considered Truma, even though the seed was broken down and this is something brand new. My taima, what's the reason for this? Amr B'Chanina, Gezer Mishum Truma Tahir Biad Yisrael. Yisrael is going to have truma, and he's going to be stingy, and he's not going to want to give it to the Kohen, so he's going to take it and plant it. And now what comes out is going to be regular chulin stuff. So in order to prevent that, because we want the Kohen to receive his truma rightfully, we're going to say, even if you plant truma, what comes out is going to be truma. Amarava, Rava says, that's not the takana. If we suspect this fellow of not giving truma that rightfully belongs to the Kohen, he's not even going to separate it. Why? He technically can do, take off one grain, just like Shmuel. Shmuel tells us that halachically a person's allowed to take off just one grain from an entire pile, and that's considered truma. And this person didn't do so. This person took off a lot of truma. So we trust him, and we don't suspect him of trying to plant it in order to get around giving it to the Kohen. So what was the Gezerah? Biad Kohen, we're afraid that a Kohen is going to have Tamei Truma, and really, Tamei Truma needs to be burned. But this Kohen is going to say, hey, let me just plant this Truma, and then whatever comes out of the harvest is not going to be true, is not going to be Tamei. I mean, what's the problem? He's going to keep this Tamei Truma by him until it's the proper time to plant it. And then he's going to run into a problem because he's going to accidentally eat it. He's going to forget why he has this Truma laying around the house, and he's just going to eat it, and he's going to end up eating Tamei Truma, and that is a big problem. So 
therefore, to prevent this, we say, even if you plant Tame Truma, what comes out is going to be Tame Truma, and therefore, we're not going to run into any of these issues. Continues the Gemara of Idach, what's the number 14? Even a person's walking along the way, Erev Shabbos, and it became dark, so now it's Shabbos. Nice and Kisla Nachri, he's allowed to give his wallet to a non Jew, but that was Nixra on that day. We know that a person is not allowed to ask a non Jew to do Malacha for him on Shabbos. However, if a person's walking along the way, and it becomes dark, and he's holding his wallet, and we tell him, you're not allowed to carry it, because you're not allowed to carry it on Shabbos, and you're not allowed to give it to a non Jew, because you're not allowed to ask a non Jew to do Malacha for you on Shabbos, we're afraid a person's going to carry it anyway, because he's Bahol al he's worried about his money, and since we don't want him to do this Esser, we relax our Takana of Amir al and we allow him to give his wallet to a non Jew to carry home for him. Gemara says, V'idach, and what is the 15th Takana? Amr Bali, Amr Avimisan Vesa, Pitan Vishaman Vienon Uvene Sehen, that the bread, oil, wine, and daughters of an idol worshiper, Kulam Yudchaz Davarhain, a person is not allowed to partake any of them, and we'll see this in a second, why not? So the Gemara says, Hani Chalarav Meir, this fits well according to Rav Meir. What does this mean? Now we know that we had, we, up until now, we technically have all 18. We have nine different things concerning the Shani degree of Tumah that we had mentioned previously. We also have the ones that we just mentioned, which was Shuvim of forgotten vessels placed under a pipe inside of a chatzer. We have Ayla Mace that we mentioned, the Heksha of grapes after harvesting, the growth of Truma has the status of Truma, giving a purse to a non-Jew on Shabbos instead of carrying it yourself. Now, these that we just mentioned, bread, oil, wine, and daughters of idolaters, and we also had mentioned previously two different ones in a Mishnah, a person may not read by the light of a lamp or delouse his clothing by the light of a lamp. This fits a Korn Trav Meir, says the Gemara El Rabbi Yaisi, but Korn Trav Yaisi that argued with Rav Meir, and Rabbi Yaisi had told us that in place of Rav Meir's halacha of the vessel underneath the drain pipe, we're going to have to say the Benais Kusi Halacha, so Shiv Sri Havan, so we only have 17, not 18. So what, what's the 18th one according to Rabbi Yaisi? The Gemara says, you're right. Eka Hadrav Achabar Ada, Domrav Achabar Ada, Amrav Yitzhak Gazral Pitan Mishim Shamnon. There was a Xera of bread because of oil, while Shamnon Mishim Yenon, and oil because of wine. The Gemara pauses and says, hold on a second, I'll Pitan Mishim Shamnon, my Ulmei Deshem and Mipas. Why is oil any better than bread that I say don't eat bread because I might end up eating the oil. The Gemara says you're right. We said don't eat the bread or oil of an idol worshiper because I might drink wine and wine leads to lightheadedness and levity so a person might do averis. Don't drink their wine because a person might do an aver with the daughter. And don't be bechidus with a daughter of an idol worshiper because of something else. And something else because of something else. So now this is the the 18th takana. My What is this something else that was a takana? They were nigzar that a young non-Jewish lad is going to be considered Tame Zav. We don't want the Jewish children hanging out with the non-Jewish children. We suspect the non-Jewish children of Mishkav Zachar of inappropriate relations between men. And so therefore we just say that all non-Jewish children are considered Tame Bezav, and therefore the Jewish mothers won't let their kids hang out with the non-Jewish children. That was the Gzeira. As the Gemari Hachi of Saul, Rav Meir Nami, if this was Gzeira for Rav Meir, also Tish Srihavin. So now that means that there was 19 Gzeiras on that day, not 18. Mara answers, you're right. In this previous Mishnah that we had, they had mentioned nine things that 
and that create a Shani Latama. The last two things we had mentioned were food and vessels that became Tame with liquids. So that was originally counted as two separate things, and now we're saying that's really one thing. Food and vessels that became Tame with Mashkin is one thing. Now the following Mishnah brings a number of arguments between Beisham and Beishil regarding the permissibility of starting a Malacha before Shabbos without enough time to complete it before Shabbos. Beishameh and Beishameh says, Ein a person is not allowed to soak ink or dyes or animal food. Unless they have enough time to soak before Shabbos, Ubeisel Matir Beisel allows. Beishameh and Beishameh says, Ein noisin unin shal pishlo seichatan, or a person is not allowed to put bundles of flax inside of an oven. El kadei sheyav hilum boydayim. Unless they have enough time to get heated up during the day, and not wool into a vat, unless they have enough time to absorb the color of the dye. A person is not to spread out traps for wild animals, birds, or fish. Unless he has enough time to trap these things during the day on Erev Shabbos. allows these first three arguments all have to do with the concept of Shvisas Kalim. Beis Shammai holds that a person's vessels, his Kalim, must not do work for him on Shabbos, even though he's not doing any work with them. Therefore, if his vessel is doing any sort of work, either it's doing the act of dying for him, or it's heating up the bundles of flax, or it's trapping an animal for him, it has to have had the ability to do so before Shabbos entered. Beis Hill does not hold to the concept of Shvisas Kalim and allows your vessels to do work for you on Shabbos, as long as you're not doing work with them, obviously, yourself. Beishamayim or Beishamay says, You're not allowed to sell something to non-Jew. You're not allowed to load up his animal. You're not allowed to load him up with something. Unless he could reach a nearby place before Shabbos because we don't want people to think that you asked him to do this work for you on Shabbos. Beishamayim or Beishamay says, You're not allowed to give skins to a tanner and not clothing to a non-Jewish laundromat, unless they have enough time to do so during the day, before Shabbos. And in all these, he allows Im Hashemesh with the sun, meaning on Erev Shabbos, while it's still daytime, I'd say, you're allowed to do so, even though there's not necessarily enough time for this molacha to be finished before Shabbos. Rav Shem Gamliel says, Naigin hayu beis Abba, in my father's house, they had the custom, they would give the white clothing to the non-Jewish laundromat, three days before Shabbos. Since it took a very long time to clean white clothing, it could potentially take up to three days. So we ensured to give it to the laundromat more than three days before Shabbos so people wouldn't suspect that we were giving the laundromat our clothing to clean on Shabbos. That you are allowed to load up the beams of the oil press and the circular planks of the wine press on them before Shabbos, even though there isn't enough time to squeeze the olives or grapes before Shabbos, because even if the olives or grapes were squeezed on Shabbos in this manner, it wouldn't be a complete iser, so therefore, Beis Shammai agrees to Beis Hill in this instance. And every single one of these cases is going to be explained in the Gemara, and the reasons for these cases, everyone should have a wonderful, fantastic day.